Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There was a difficult relationship that I have left. And so perhaps the difficulty is um, I'm not ready to move forward yet. There's something holding me back from moving forward. Two years broke up with him on the week of our two-year anniversary. It's a lot. Like, I feel like I just need, like, the weight off my shoulders in some way. That was the evening of December 2nd, 2019. It was a cold, dark night. I was in Jackson Square in the heart of New Orleans, and I just got my tarot cards read for the very first time in my life. And finally, I was ready to listen to something my intuition had already been telling me for months. Listening to what she said really inspired me to let go, to move on, to be me and give my life and my heart a chance. I was just about ready to start my dating journey anew, and little did I know during that time, a literal virus was starting to take over our world and change everyone's lives, including mine, as we knew it. Hi, I'm Jen Kirsch, and you're listening to Lockdown Love. As I'm recording this, we're in lockdown. I'm at my father's house in the suburbs just outside of Toronto, and I've been here for weeks on end. Before all this happened, I was on a dating roll. Finally, I had come out of this relationship and I was ready to get back into it, and I dove in head first. I was meeting men here, there, everywhere, IRL, online, across the bar. When I was finally ready and I finally let go, guys were everywhere to be found. And then COVID happened. I'm in lockdown. I didn't want to give up on this sort of newfound mojo that I had, if you will. So I went to the dating apps and I started connecting with people. I have changed my settings from young to old, to big, to small. What I'm going to do now during lockdown is bring you behind the closed doors. I want to say this is like eat, pray, love meets sex in the city meets Seinfeld. This is my dating life. This is my story. And chances are it might be yours too. Before times, before lockdown, I was pretty much out every Monday to Thursday night covering the society scene for publications here in Toronto. And I realized people are starting to really talk about COVID. So I called up my editor's boss and I told her, I really want to write a piece for the Toronto Star on what the dating scene is going to look like. How is it going to change with all of this? Are we going to be hooking up? What's going to go on? She assigned me the piece and I just started writing. 
And then I started procrastinating. I went on Facebook and this babely guy who I've been following for years, who I happened to notice stop posting pictures with a girl, had a Facebook post. He wrote, this seems like a good time for one of my classic Ask Me Anything posts. So go for it. If you're wondering about something, have a question, fire away, and I'll do my best to explain with life experience, common sense, and logic. Or, in the case of this virus, extensive research. Fire away. In. I had an in. So I just went straight and I wrote on his Facebook wall and I said, Do you think COVID-19 is going to impact people's romantic relationships in the current dating landscape? Immediately, he responded and I felt like I hooked him. We messaged back and forth, back and forth. I then slid into his DMs. He DM'd me back. Little did I know that I was starting this sort of whirlwind, emotional relationship of sorts. This guy and I would just message nonstop every day. And it wasn't just you up, question mark. Hey, or sending a cute picture of myself is a very obvious thirst trap. It was none of that. You know, we were talking, we were talking about work. We were talking about life. I think given being in lockdown, the conversations we were having escalated at a pace that you wouldn't normally get to if you were connecting with someone in real life. We really confided in each other and I shared with him in ways that I really haven't shared with many people. I was just sharing who I am as a person without having my guard up because it was okay for me to be judged because I'm probably not going to see him for a long time, if ever, so I could just be who I am. And if it worked for him, that would be great. So we sent a lot of messages and we had some phone calls and, you know, we had a FaceTime and I brought my dad into that one. Maybe that was too much too soon, but I just really liked him. Being home for hours and days on end really emphasized my feelings for him. Mentally, I was being stimulated. Definitely not physically, but that was okay because I was feeling fulfilled in a way I haven't felt fulfilled, I would say, in years. Hello? Hey, Serge. We're there. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Here to give an expert opinion on why our feelings of lust and love are so heightened is Serge Desmarais. When we live in the normal world, a world that is very different from the pandemic world we live in right now, we have certain understandings about the nature of the world and how things develop. So let's say that uh, you decide to go online to meet somebody, you know that you will see them at some point. Now in this lockdown world, the problem is that we are creating um, relationships, to call them that, or connections with people in a very different context than what is that we perceive as normal. I'm Serge Desmarais. I was a professor at the University of Guelph for, my goodness, over 25 years. I'm a social psychologist by training, and part of that training led me to study things related to sexuality and relationships. With my many graduate students, I also had a line of research about the um, advent of online media, especially Facebooks, and the ramifications of that. So between the relationship and the internet stuff, I guess it goes together and uh, 
COVID gives a very good test of all of these things. It really does. So I find that now that everyone is locked down at home, whether alone or with others, those who are looking for connection are going online to do it. Dating has gone digital. We want to reach out and have relationships. Under normal circumstances, we would do this. And now the only avenues that we have is to do this online in this very weird context. So any exchange in this emotionally intensified time, see any connection that happens, happens at a time when we are less guarded, more needy, where we will make these connections in a deeper way, but in a context that is entirely different from real life. What happens then when COVID ends? And with that relationship, and now you have to test these parameters, but the context under which it happened online is very different than the context that happens in real life. And I think that causes problems. I feel as though, at least I could speak for myself, I don't know about listeners, that with this particular person, I call him Facebook Mm -hmm. guy. With Facebook guy, I found that in that first month, because I was at home and things were happening, that I I was more intimate with what I shared. Little details that I wouldn't share with someone, whether it's about, you know, a loss of my mom and different things in my life. We connected in this emotional level that was so intense. And Serge, why? Why did I open myself up like that? What's the psychology behind why we are oversharing at this like sped up rate during COVID? So I would say COVID doesn't help, but I think online media don't help either. Because it's much easier to create. Remember, there is no cost to the intimacy because you don't meet these people and they're not in your life. They're not meeting your parents and your friends and you're not inviting home for dinner. So you end up sharing more and the context doesn't help here because you're lonely and you reach out to people and relationships develop at a pace where one person shares a little, the other person shares a little more, and then it escalates. If somebody jumps the queue, and there's lots of comedy about this, where suddenly uh, during the date, the person proposes marriage, everybody knows it's ridiculous, right? So because it's supposed to proceed at a reasonable pace. And as long as the the pace of personal tellings of personal connection goes at a speed that both people are happy with, then things go well. Then you go online. You have no connection with this person. Whatever happens has no direct consequence to you. So you probably overshare and everybody's lonely and stuck inside. So the other person overshares. So you see this as appropriate and it escalates into this crazy oversharing situation. And then you stop yourself and say, why did I do this? <laughs> exactly. And I need it. I just want to say one quick thing. I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, you say they're not meeting your family. Yeah. So I had Facebook. I meet my dad on a FaceTime call. I was feeling really, I know too much too soon. That is the story of my life. This is likely why I'm doing a podcast (laughs) just about this. Um, (laughs) But it was like a month and I'm speaking to this guy all the time, all day, every day. I've never had so much time in my life. And I was chatting with him. I'm always talking about my dad because I'm here living with him right now. And we have a great relationship. And I was like, 
you know what? We're about to hop on this FaceTime call. My dad's at home too. It's a Friday evening. Like, I don't want to leave him out. Mind if he joins? Test, test, test. I want him to meet the parents. I want to jump those situations. And he said yes. And I actually ended up leaving the room because they were talking for Mm -hmm. like an hour. And they really got along. And then they started talking about maybe doing a business together. And that's when I was like, okay, daddy, time to go. Love you. But you see, (laughs) even in a non-romantic... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. situation, it escalated too quickly. I've never met him in real life. This is crazy. Yeah, exactly. Because this is not real life. This is a make-believe fabrication. And also, newness is very important. That's why new partners are exciting because, I mean, there's a lot of physiological reasons that I'm not going to get into. But basically, your entire physiological being is made to be wired for intensification of novelty. So here you are online. You're lonely as hell. You don't have any contacts. Facebook guy just plays all the cards right. Oh, yeah. Your heart is swooning for this person that you really have no connection with. It's a stranger. You know, I was totally smitten. Absolutely. Serge, am I crazy? What, like, what's happening well, here? It, it all makes sense to me. Oh, thank you. Early research on these issues, I mean, especially when people started communicating with each other online, we're talking 20 plus years ago, we interpreted a lot of stuff from the way they expressed themselves, the nature of their descriptions. But that may be a person under this the constraint of the internet they may be very different in person so and the other thing is attraction has a lot to do with whether we think the person is hot and you know on facebook it gives you a certain impression but that's not necessarily the same thing as when you see the person face to face and you have a chance to see how they behave how they connect how they uh, the way they interact with other people because we live in an online world even more so now than ever we have this belief that online is the real world, but the real world is not online. The real world is face-to-face. If, if you hook up with somebody, you don't go to bed with a computer. You go to bed with somebody. Lately, my only bedmate is a computer and a phone. It's double time exactly. in this house. <laughs> Take it where I can get it. That's <laughs> what people get right now. And I think those are things, and some people might say I'm old-fashioned about this sense, but I'm pretty sure of myself on this one. You only know these things when you meet the person. Because there is something about how they behave, how they respond to you, how they react to certain situations that you may not see in a computerized environment that help you determine whether, in fact, this infatuation is real or not. So for people listening that might have um, developed a correlationship or isolationship, if you will, what would your advice to them be? Is it, I mean, obviously right now we can't really meet IRL in real life, but should these people continue investing in someone that they haven't met? How do they, should they safeguard themselves? What's sort of the takeaway from what's going on right now in developing these romantic Connections. I think my advice would be 
to not jump quickly to the conclusion that it's the love of your life without having met them. And I think that tends to happen. And I describe stories to you about, you know, people that I knew who basically felt this intense love, swooning, romantic interest in this person. Then they met them face to face and they were profoundly disappointed that the person face to face did not meet what they had imagined they would be because you create and the distance helps that you create this overly romanticized notion of this perfect relationship with this awesome person. And then face to face, you may not have the same sense about them, but that said, it is the world that we're currently in. I'm not saying don't connect with people. Don't fall for people. This will happen one way or another, but Without being overly guarded, just realize that you can only test the reality of these relationships once you actually meet them. Because if you want to connect with them for a long time, you're not only going to do it by computer. It's going to require you interacting, and you will only be able to test these things for real when you see them. Right. One last thing that I want to just touch on before I let you go is we were talking about how people are jumping steps. So if you meet someone online right now, or you're swiping on a dating app and you have a match, you decide you want to now video chat right away. And now you want to have a virtual date. Let's watch a, a show on Netflix together. Let's, you know, cook dinner while staring at each other. Would, would you advise against that? Or what's your sort of, what is your opinion? You mentioned something about mimicking dates in real life and virtually they're not the same. Yeah, they can't be the same. And I mean, and it depends on one's intent, right? So if you want to buzz in your life, feeling attracted to somebody and fe- knowing that somebody is attracted to you, do what the hell you want. If you think this is uh, the love of your life and you're going to stay together forever, then I think you're misguided. It may happen, but If I were to bet on these things, my bet would be very, very high because I think I'd win. Okay. Uh, Yes, it makes a whole lot of sense that people are doing this because that is the only world that we have right now. But it's not that I'm advising caution, is I'm advising for people to assess what it means to them as they're going through the process. I would advise for people to think. Why am I doing this? What's my motive here? Is it just for fun? Do I think that this person will stay with me forever? Like evaluate this with the understanding that this is not normal life. Even though we live online, many of us live online, I don't think the online medium was the perfect mechanism to discover the love of your life. That's my point. If it's just temporary for fun, something you check for real later on, fine, go ahead, do whatever you want. I, I would advise perhaps not talking to your dad and trying to have a business partnership. <laughs> that would be one advice that I have. But in terms of, yeah. of, of being careful about engaging other people in this process, because then you're sure. expanding the nature of the relationship to a larger place. And So that's why I'm saying the most important thing is to know your own motivations, to understand why you're doing this, just as we should in any relationship. Am I doing this for a hookup? Am I doing this just for sex? 
Am I doing this because I want a relationship right now? It's not perfect, but that's okay. Or is it the person that I want to be with? Evaluate your moments. Look, I like Facebook. I I mean, that's pretty obvious here. I don't know what's going to happen in our future, but we've developed a really strong friendship. I think he's cool as fuck. And I love our banter and he gives great advice and we talk about work and I'm into him. Having said that, there was something I'd like to call the incident that happened. And I'm going to try to keep it as vague as possible, just out of respect for him and, you know, to honor our quote unquote relationship friendship. You know, when you refer a friend to a friend and somehow you kind of get caught in the mix when it doesn't really work out, that's what happened with it. And it made me take a step back because when I checked in to see how everything went, Facebook guy just... Again, this was on Facebook Messenger, but the tone didn't seem right. It was the first red flag I had seen or I had felt. And things were going so well. We were talking every day. I thought we were building up to, you know, potentially a relationship or some type of friendship. And then this happened. And it left a bad taste in my mouth. We haven't met yet. Maybe I should cut my losses and leave my crush there you know, the quarantine is still young. There's there's many more men to go around. But I missed him and we talked it out. We've moved forward from it. You know, I'm not messaging him every day. It's not the rate and the pace and intensity as it used to be. But it is what it is. I spoke to my dad about this because I live with my dad and I immediately felt sad. Of course, you can find love online. Um, If we take a look at the stats, uh, it's certainly one of the ways to meet people these days. So one can do it. One can develop a relationship. If I take a look at um, some of the shows that I've seen on Netflix, really, you put all these couples together and then how many actually stay together afterwards? So yeah, you can develop you can develop a relationship, you can develop a crush on somebody. It could be various people, I'm not going to mention anything, but it could be various people that you develop a, a crush on. But until you're actually with them for a while, how do you know what they're going to be like? So yeah, you can develop this. Uh, you can develop a relationship, you meet them, you decide whether you want to go out with them, they may become good friends later on, and they may just not be uh, a romantic partner for you. What I want for my children is somebody who's going to be good for them. So I can say, oh, this guy has just got all the all these parameters. But but in the end, it really doesn't matter. In the end, it's totally up to Jen. If Jen wants to go out with somebody who has certain aspects or other aspects or whatever, if she wants to go with a bartender, if she wants to go out with a business executive, it really doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is how this person is going to treat my daughter. And if he doesn't treat her properly, then forget about it. It really doesn't matter. Okay, now, if you have any questions on COVID-19, I can answer those too. (laughs) Bye, Daddy. Bye. Stay safe, guys. Bye. Thank you. Serge and my dad, Dr. David Kirsch, have been really great at nudging me in the right direction, at opening my eyes to reality, that things don't have to happen immediately for it to work out, that I could take a step back and allow things to unfold how they're naturally meant to. During quarantine, being locked down, I'm going through this journey of figuring out what it is I want, what I don't, and not following my usual tendency to be this hopeless romantic that wants to jump in and get hot and heavy right away. 
with Facebook Eye. I love that we put things on ice, that I've taken a bit of a step back because boundaries are hard. But the truth is, if things are meant to work out, they'll work out. And so here I am. I'm going to keep exploring. I'm going to be swiping away. I'm still going to be open to talking with Facebook Eye and what's meant to be will be. And that will be my journey. Just another chapter, another story, another day. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Love, produced by Adrian Muhajirin, Kimberly Hackyman, Allison Bruff, and me, Jen Kirsch. Lockdown Love is a production of Entertainment One's Podcast Network. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.